0: People are always complimenting on my photos and they ask me, who is your photographer? And I tell them I don't have a photographer. I have access to the best photographers. That's the main reason why today's episode is brought to you by Verve Portraits. Let me share my experience with Verve. They genuinely want to know all about you. They are curious about your why, your purpose, to establish the right elements for a memorable experience. Verve really know how to capture your story and bring it to life that creates emotional connection. They carefully select the best photographers from around the world, and their mission is to create unforgettable experiences that will be celebrated for a lifetime. So I highly recommend that you check them out and prepare yourself for your own unforgettable experience. It's now time to head over to vivportraits.com.au forward slash Catherine where you receive a discount as a special gift for our listeners. We have another Super special guest for you this week. Rihanna Milne, who is number one best-selling author, a certified relationship, love and life coach for singles and couples, certified clinical trauma and addiction professional and licensed mental health counselor. That's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Rihanna Milne focuses on increasing a client's personal growth and self-esteem while improving their holistic health for mind, body and spirit. She specializes in helping women and men of all ages through the impact of childhood, dating or relationship trauma and difficult transitions leading to overall life transformation and successful relationships for individuals, couples and families in private practices for over 18 years. She takes an active coaching role with her client as they explore together the many avenues to their optimum emotional, and overall health and wellness, both individually and in relationships. She helps singles attract emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love and guides couples to transform their relationships from toxic to terrific. Rihanna's holistic coaching approach to holistic personal growth And change for mind and spirit is core to all her endeavors. Rihanna believes every human being is unique and deserves an individual, fresh perspective on their overall health to reach their personal and relationship goals, divine purpose, and ultimate sense of happiness. It's now time to tune into this wonderful, inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, today we have another super special guest for you, Rihanna Milne, all the way from Florida. And before we begin, in case you hear some rumbles in the background, there is a massive storm over Rihanna right at this moment as we speak. But welcome to I Am Woman Project.
1: Thank you, Catherine. Thank you so much for inviting me. Hello, everyone.
0: I was just saying, I actually, as we were having a chat before we got on the show, I could hear the, the thunder and it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: We are prone to have a lot of storms because we're considered the tropics here in South Florida.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. So Rihanna, the way that we start the show, we always love to unpack our woman of inspiration. So we'd love to hear your unique story. And how did you get to where you are today?
1: Sure. Well, 18 years ago, I started out as a psychotherapist. Um, My life before that, I was a model and talent agent for 10 years. But I always loved helping people and helping them find their dream and their purpose and to motivate and inspire them to go for it. So I enjoyed doing the psychotherapy in private practice, but I always had more of a coaching style and I got certified in coaching 2009 and 10 and um, wrote a couple of books, live and love beyond your dreams. And then I decided to work, do a workbook as well. But in the process of doing all that and preparing to launch a big coaching program, uh, my husband, who I adored at the time, uh, was caught as a high sc- uh, middle school principal with porn on his computer. And anyone knows if you're involved with a school system, you certainly don't do something like that because you're going to get caught. So it was a big community scandal and I couldn't understand this never came out in our life. We had an amazing romance life and intimacy and a lot of fun. And I just couldn't understand why he would risk everything. You know, to that degree, he must have had an addiction to need to do this in the school. And I did dig to the bottom of it. And he says, yes, he's been addicted to it since the age of 12. But then I said, you know, why would you risk everything? He says, I don't know. I don't know. And it's it's what I defined as a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality type, which means Dr. Jekyll, like the Broadway play or the book, is very well known and respected in the community. Everyone loves him. He's charming. He's outgoing, social, accomplished, very popular. And Mr. Hyde is a hidden personality type. That does things behind your back or in quiet or in silence um, to the point where it's like a whole different personality type. So we call it Jekyll and Hyde. And I wanted to know where this came from. This was something I never heard of when I got a triple master's in clinical and counseling psychology. So I started digging and there was no research on it until I started putting pieces together actually from the addiction field, from ACOA, adult child of alcoholics. His father was an alcoholic. And I decided to you know, really put together the research in the notebook that I was preparing for my clients because once I had this information, it was like the floodgates opened. My clients came from um, childhood trauma. Their partners they chose came from childhood trauma. And it was like rampant. And there was no real books or research on this. So I started putting it together, which allowed me to forgive what he did because, you you know, you can't change what you don't understand. And research came out later in years 2016 from the Kaiser Permanente group out of San Diego, and they identified about 18 childhood traumas. I usually talk about 10 of them, the 10 most common and popular And it's funny because most people say, I don't have childhood trauma. I had, you know, some weird things happen in my childhood, but I wouldn't call it traumatic until you hear what the 10 are. Then you're like, whoa, I do have a few of those. And maybe that is why that led me down to choose, you know, men or partners that were not good for me. And that's why I go into what the 10 traumas are and then how they impact you as an adult in life and love. So that's what inspired me to do the research.
0: So I'm sure for our listeners, they're sitting there curious, just as I am, what are those 10 childhood traumas? Okay.
1: And so how while do they I'm impact us? Yeah, sure. While I'm explaining what they are, I, I really encourage your listeners to get a pen and paper. And on that paper, you want to draw three columns. At the top of the left, you put me. In the middle column, you put partner, whether it's a current partner or a partner you remember struggling with. And the third column, you put parents. And as I go along, if you knew mom or dad had this in their childhood, you write down mom or dad. Now, the research shows that this goes through the generation. So if you had childhood trauma, it is definite that your mom or dad had it too. And most likely, they both had it. Because the research shows 90% of people struggle in life and love due to childhood trauma. And they have at least one ACE. It's called an ACE, Adverse Childhood Events which I simply call a trauma. So remember, as we go through the list, when you are a child, you're very young and trauma happens to you. So you're young and you're innocent. So it's nothing to feel ashamed about or guilty about. The the important thing is to really think back and admit, because again, we can't change what we don't admit or understand. And if I were to talk to you in the future, I'm going to ask how many of these traumas did you have? And then we can dive deep and I'm going to offer your listeners an hour with me at the end. So this will be very helpful for me to help you. Okay. So number one, when you're a child, remember, did your mom or dad have any addiction? So we know the common addictions are drugs and alcohol, but let's go into some of the more uncommon ones or ones people don't think about. So sex means a cheater as a parent, um, porn addiction, gaming, gambling, eating, hoarding, spending, TV watching, um, and gaming. I don't know if I said that one. So there's 10 that most people have not heard about. If uh, number trauma, number two, verbal abuse. So if you either watched or witnessed your parents yelling and screaming at each other, or you're the recipient of yelling and screaming or verbal put downs, told you weren't good enough, never told I love you or given compliments. These are all forms of verbal abuse. Number three, emotional abuse or neglect. This is uh, most people know what they are, but also in the research says if you were a child that came home like at three o'clock and your mom was working nine to five, Nobody was there for you. This is a form of emotional neglect. The children get anxious over this and fearful, so that actually counts under the research. Number four, molestation, rape, or physical abuse, and that's always a level 10 trauma. I do rate them 1 to 10, 10, to 10, or more severe 10, of course, very severe, Um, and that also helps us build the stories for what's happening for you when it comes to life or love. The next one is abandonment. There's two types, fault or no-fault abandonment. Now, a no-fault abandonment might be if a parent dies early, if they have to go off to serve for the country in war, or if they travel a lot due to their job, and that's the way they support the family. Those are all non-fault abandonments. A fault abandonment might be if there's a divorce The father leaves the family home, he promises to see you on the weekends, he doesn't come, or he's late, or when he does pick you up and you're there visiting, he pays more attention to the new girlfriend than to you, the child. So those are forms of fault abandonment. Number six, if you were adopted, part of the foster care system. Um, or you chose to live at another person's house, like a family or a friend's house, or you had to like live at grandparents' house, aunts or uncles or family friends, because your parents couldn't take care of you. That's that one. Number seven is very common. That one is, um, personal trauma. So if you were bullied, if you remember feeling different, like um, being obese, going to school or or the opposite, skinny and gawky, you might've had a medical condition. Uh, You just didn't feel like you fit in. You weren't chosen for the sport teams. You weren't part of the popular crowd, but basically you were teased or bullied. That one comes out a lot as an adult in the unconscious. Number eight is sibling trauma. Most common, you perceived your sibling as being the golden child. In other words, your parent kind of gave you more love and attention, so you you perceive them to be either more beautiful or handsome, more athletic, more intelligent. There was something going on where they got more accolades or attention from mom and dad, or the opposite. If your sibling was born with a medical condition or developed something, and they needed. Your parents' attention. You still feel like you couldn't measure up. You didn't get their attention. Number nine is family trauma, and from the list later down down the road, I brought that forward as community trauma. So let's talk about community trauma. Here in the U.S., um, we have a lot of school shootings, very unfortunate and sad. Um, other community traumas, mass murders, like what happened in Las Vegas or in Orlando. Uh, it's all around us here in the U.S. And, and terrorism is throughout the world, of course, but it really shakes up a community. And uh, other community trauma is what's going on in nature. Look at the island of Puerto Rico, totally wiped out. Uh, there's volcanoes uh, actively going, mudslides, hurricanes. These have been really, really Picking up. I don't remember growing up with these when I was a young girl these kinds of natural events Being so severe. So those are community trauma. Then that's trickles down to family trauma So if you've lost your home by flood fire um, other things under family trauma is if your parent was incarcerated if um, You remember growing up with lack or poverty these are all considered family trauma and then number ten is if your parent had a mental health illness, two of the most common and most severe. Number one is borderline personality. This is what I would describe as fast trigger anger. Um, They, when they're good, they're great. When they're bad, they're (laughs) horrid. They're very difficult and moody. And the other one is bipolar, and that's manic or depressive. Manic can be happy ups and highs, or it could also be like a spending spree or a gambling spree. So it could be good or bad, the manic end. And depression can come out as anger, withdrawal, like checking out, or extreme exhaustion and depression. So those are the top 10 traumas. (laughs) Catherine, did you wow. feel that you had any growing up?
0: Uh, absolutely, I'm writing them down, and I'm relating to quite a few of them. And uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. so so now that we understand what these uh, childhood traumas are, how do they impact our life and our relationships?
1: Okay, I'll give us so, some examples. Sure. When you're a little child, you don't know a lot of the world and you're not emotionally mature, of course. So you do several coping mechanisms to help you survive in a difficult house, home or family environment. So let's take one that happens to women quite a lot. They grow up learning to be a people pleaser. So this comes from a difficult, let's use an example, if mom was an alcoholic and she would be yelling and screaming. So the little girl would learn, well, if I feed my siblings or I clean up the house or make sure I get them ready to school and get them out of mom's way, you know, then she'll be nice or she'll be happy that she doesn't have to deal with it. So the little girl learns to be a people pleaser. Then as an adult with her husband or her children, she's used to overdoing to show love. And then she feels resentful because her husband doesn't love her as much as she feels she shows love or the children don't appreciate her. So she gets angry and resentful. So that's the pattern of a people pleaser. This is where it came from. Usually that very difficult moody parent and it's a form of survival. Let's talk about one a little boy might do. Um, Let's say he was told he's, he's no good or you'll never amount to Anything, and you they get yelled at a lot, so he may be the one that goes into school and just does two 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 things: one, he may become the class clown and uses humor to be popular and liked, or two, he may charm the female teacher to get the love and attention from the woman when maybe mom at home is yelling and screaming at him. so he learns charm works to have women like you and, you know, be the teacher's pet. So that's where that comes out. So these relationships that are based with someone have the unconscious behavioral patterns. Very often the man will start out very charming and giving a lot of gifts and giving you a lot of attention and love that way. And then research shows six to nine months down the road in the relationship or when, um there's more of a commitment so whether they move in together an engagement or a marriage this is when they're made see some of the unconscious behaviors come out the anger the yelling um the control factors because of the childhood trauma mm.
0: another
1: another continue. example if you'd like it would be jealousy where does jealousy come from well jealousy comes from trauma number 7 not feeling good enough Or not hearing compliments from mom and dad or being yelled at, that would be trauma number two. Or abandonment issues where, you know, you're hanging on too long and too hard to a toxic partner because you don't want them to leave you. That comes from abandonment or not feeling good enough. So all these dynamics, we always, you know, can trace back to one of the traumas. And then we look at them, you know. I, I go into detail with with each person because every person is their own puzzle. Mm,
0: I love that. So basically, what you're saying, our because you actually mentioned before that our parents uh, went through the trauma, hence why. We experienced the trauma. Is that correct? So, you when you were talking about your husband, for example, um, yes, that would have that it's linked in with I guess trauma number one, which is addiction. So maybe well, he
1: had all ten traumas when right. I did the research, and I'm there. Wow, no wonder. Yeah, and he did not feel good enough. He grew up with lack. His dad was an alcoholic. His mom was passive and didn't, um, you know. Uh, help him didn't protect him. She kind of checked out. Um, so both parents were dysfunctional and he used the addiction to self soothe. Um, and then he was a charmer and he used a lot of humor to feel popular, even though he was teased because his clothes did not measure up to what everybody else was wearing. So he was teased and bullied, but used humor to be liked or charm with the women to be popular. So I looked at all of them. I'm like, and he was physically beaten by his father, verbally abused. So I'm like, oh my gosh, he has all of them. And this is what made the Jekyll and Hyde. And from trauma six on, if you have six or more, this is often where they become sociopathic that they'll use people. Uh, he was always looking for a woman that was more financially secure. Um, and there was never an apology that came. The sociopath will not apologize. They're often more blaming, uh, very difficult personality. And the work from Martha staff, the sociopath next door, shows that one in 25 people are sociopathic. So those are out there dating on there. beware. And those that are successful in business but struggle in love, they're like, where does that come from? Well, being successful um, feeds the need to feel important that you might not have gotten the accolades from mom and dad growing up. So you worked very hard or you might have been very successful in school to at least hear, well, okay, you did a great job in school and you were always looking for the praise. So these people grow up to be successful in business, but they still have the underlying dynamic in love that was never healed. So that's my client. That's the typical client I have when they come to me. Yes, they're very successful in business, but they can't find love or they keep falling in love with toxic partners that have used them financially, taken advantage of them. But in the beginning, that was the charmer. So I see that dynamic quite a lot. So then
0: how do you work with someone? So obviously, when you pick a lot, just that example, just you're talking about someone working really hard to, to um uh, you know, for success to be noticed because they probably didn't have the attention when they were younger. Yes. Well, how do you mm-hmm. then work through through those unconscious traumas? What what do, you, what do you actually do?
1: Okay, and they also could be a workaholic as well. So mm-hmm. then they don't have balance in life and we have to look at their balance and their boundaries. You know, there's all different things we look at. And it's it's really hard because my programs are three to six month long because we are taking the unconscious behaviors and making you consciously aware of what the traumas are and then we have to unravel them and work with them and make sure you don't keep going back t- to those patterns so it takes a while you know and the older somebody is the more difficult and in en- 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 mesh these unconscious traumas are so there's a lot of different things that we do i mean one of them Uh, again, you know, I wear the three hats of the clinical trauma professional. So step one is identifying what traumas that you have. And that's why I said, write them down. And then how intense are they? Then I do a full history of what were your relationships like? What was mom like, dad like? What was their upbringing like? And what were they bringing in to raise you? So we have to do that full, very intensive history. And then once we've got that down, um, we always work with the life coaching first that's 50% of the program and then the second 50% is love coaching so under the life coaching we re-establish all the goals that you are hoping to achieve to have the life you desire what does that look like and then we go from step to step to step to create that life for you and what do we have to clean up and what personality traits do we have to watch so we identify five to seven personality traits that we want change. We set real goals. There's daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, uh, my client's journal. Um, when they are challenged and let's say there's some fast trigger anger, they learn a new style of communicating through. And if they come to me, I do singles and couples. So if there's a couple that comes to me, I have to work with them individually, one-on-one, and then we create the new communication skills to make sure that they are working as a team with more empathy and compassion, understanding what the childhood traumas are within each one of them and what the buttons are that they might push, which we call emotional triggers. And we make sure that if an emotional trigger comes up, they're fast to apologize, fast to acknowledge why they might have like lost their patience. And they are quick to apologize, I'm sorry, you know, that, that just triggered me, and I know it triggered me because. So they're working through that, and then they stop all the, the unconscious patterns that usually happen very quickly, and we slow everything down. So one of the techniques to slow down the reaction of the trauma, because trauma stays stored in the brain and body, So we have to slow down what's going on in the sympathetic nervous system of the brain. So one of the techniques all my clients do is a 15 minute meditation called divine meditation. And it gets them to slow everything down in the brain. Um, And in science, my my whole program is based on scientific research. So in science, it shows meditation um, actually eases anxiety, stops depression, lowers cortisol level, which is a flight or fight response, and lowers blood pressure and increases dopamine and the serotonin levels of the brain, which are your happy chemicals. So everything we do is holistic and all natural. I have vitamin therapies that my clients use, but certain vitamins will lessen anxiety and depression within four to five days. None of my clients are on psychotropic medicines you know, like Lexapro or Wellbutrin, they don't need them. Mm. We do everything holistically and it's all starting with the mindset. So it's, it's very deep and intricate. It's hard to say, Oh, just do this and you're fixed. You know, it's a definite science and it's a step-by-step, but boy, does it work. It works beautifully. Mm. Yeah.
0: So when you were talking about when you start with life coaching first, so you're actually working Mm -hmm. on their goals, you mentioned about five personality traits that we aim for. So what are those five personality personality traits (laughs) that we should be aiming for?
1: Well, everyone, again, is a different puzzle. So actually in the one worksheet, the worksheets, uh, there's over – close to 200 of them in the six month workbook and about a hundred of them in the three month program. So there's one worksheet that identifies probably 40 personality traits and we go through them step by step. And my clients become very honest with what they want to change. They say, yes, I'm moody or yes, I have a fast trigger anger or I'm a people pleaser. I'm jealous. I'm controlling. Um, I get angry and I shut down. So I'm passive aggressive. So we look at all the different traits that they can identify that they want changed within themselves. And like I said, it's nothing to feel ashamed about or guilty about. It's like what you share is what we are going to then work on. So everybody has something different. So that's, you know, depending on what they identify, then I go back into the the childhood dynamics and say, okay, well, control comes from when you had no control as a little girl, because mom and dad just bossed you around all the time. You didn't have your say. So as an adult, you are now controlling everything, your kids, your environment, your OCD, you're cleaning all the time. Um, you know, so this is a sense of control because they had none as kids or you're controlling your, your, Your man. And if you start controlling your man, then, you know, his ego is attacked and he starts pulling away and he's not as interested. As soon as you become like controlling or a mother to a man, he's not going to be as attracted to you and he might go outside of the relationship. So, I mean, there's just so many different dynamics, Catherine. That's why, mm. I, you know, I do one-on-one work, which I call with my, my VIPs. And then I do have a group program for singles as well. Couples are always by themselves because there's three entities there, the man, the woman, and the cut couple. So I have to really break it down and see what each one is dealing with. And then how is it coming into play in their relationship dynamic?
0: Wow. I love it. So, Rihanna, I just need to um, just go back into identifying what those traumas are and then to break that pattern, you actually then focus on what do you want to create for yourself to to, to create that change and that shift. Correct.
1: Yes. Mm. So we identify where they want to be and then where they're coming from. And it's kind of like a rainbow, Catherine. They're starting at that left side where you don't know what you don't know. And You can't change what you don't understand. So the more like module one is called awake to awareness So we go very deep into identifying everything they want changed now It's out on the table and I know what we're working with so Day in and day out, you know as as life emerges and they start identifying so now the unconscious is being conscious And I call it a rainbow because they do better than they slip and then they do better than they slip and people ask Well, why do they have to slip? because the unconscious is so strong and you know, it's, they, they have to keep working at it and it's like 30 days to change a good habit and 30 days to create a good one or to stop a bad one. So by the time we are done working together, they are on, on the other side of the rainbow where I do say there is a pot of gold and that's empowerment, uh, conscious awareness, They are evolved, which means being your highest and your best self. There is a very much a spiritual component to this program because faith helps you get through difficult transitions and we do what's always for the best of all. It's like a universal love. So we are very consciously aware before we do say what we write or text or how we act. Is this for the good of all? And if they're acting out of anger or an old dynamic, they stop themselves And they redirect, you know, we always are proactive, not reactive. Then so, you know, we're always watching to make sure that the decision that they make is a good one and one from a place of empowerment and self-control. So by the time they get to the second part for a single, that's where we go into the love coaching and they learn the exact skills they need to be successful to attract emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love. So these were skills we were not taught, especially in the U.S. We were taught fairy tales and nursery rhymes and romance movies and books. And that's how we're supposed to love, fall in love due to chemistry. Wow, he's hot. Okay, yeah, let's fall in love. Well, that's the worst way to fall in love because your unconscious will always go to what was your normal as a young girl. And that's what happened with me and my husband. I I went for a man that was exactly like my father. I actually uncovered a footlocker of my father's um, of porn. So my dad had a secret life and a girlfriend. And I didn't know he had that. I didn't know my husband had that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my husband was the exact identical personality type of my father. Mm. So that was what it was like the huge wake up call. I'm like, why? And, And I didn't even know it. I didn't know either one of them had porn I just uncovered it. Um so it was very interesting dynamic and that was what you know led me to say we are going right back to our past based on chemistry. You know, we are attracted to what was normal when we were growing up and it's not always the best thing. It's- so
0: no, sorry. keep going. No, keep going. I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of questions. Just as you're speaking, it's, it's uh, resonating some conversations I've had in the past. Continue.
1: Sorry. Yeah. So I empower my singles with the, the questions they need to ask on that first and second date that will uncover: Do they have childhood trauma? How's it coming out? And it's not like an inquiry. Like it's just so. Tell me about your mom and dad. You know, it's just normal conversation. But my clients are really empowered. Uh, to be consciously aware of what the answers are and then they know is Is this somebody emotionally healthy or not? And if they're not they usually don't have that second date So they know on the first or second date whether to continue or not mm. So they're dating with real awareness We call it dating with intention and real confidence and they become the chooser and they know why or why not to keep going and dating that person So it's a whole different system of of dating that we were never taught.
0: Mm. So this second piece, the the love coaching, is really based on conscious relationships. So it's about being conscious when you're going out dating, for example.
1: Yes, Mm. definitely. And having all the skill set that you know you need to attract someone who's emotionally healthy. And if they're not, then you just say goodbye, good luck, God bless, you're very nice, but I don't think we're quite a match.
0: Right. And is there a series of questions that you need to go through
1: to get an understanding of who's okay? Are you happy to share just a couple of them? Okay. Well, one of them is tell me about your mom and dad. (laughs) Because it's very um, common that people will say, God, my dad was a horrible alcoholic when he drank, he got really nasty. So now we hear, well, wow, nasty, that's really a shame. You mean he hit you? Oh, yeah, he yelled at us and he hit us. Well, boom, we got three answers right there. Three Mm. of the traumas were answered in two sentences. Yep. And say, did he ever, you know, stop drinking? No, he, he was nasty his whole life and I haven't talked to him in five years. So if you hear something like that, then you know that that person in front of you has not solved that problem. Now let's add if he's drinking three martinis, now he's got an alcohol issue himself. So there's a whole lot of information you find out with the questions. Mm. So there's
0: two, two things I, I'm actually thinking. So I've heard this and I've had conversations that we attract either, you know, if you're a female, you attract uh, your father figure. And if you're a male, you attract your mother figure in a relationship. Uh, that, that's pretty much what you were saying before as well with your father and your husband. Why is it that we do that?
1: always because your unconscious will pull you back to what it knows. Yep. Okay. Which we call your quote unquote normal even though your normal was dysfunctional because the unconscious wants what's comfortable. That's right. It's what it knows even though it was bad for you. Mm. So the unconscious is very strong until you retrain the conscious to be stronger.
0: Yes. See, there's, mm-hmm. there's also, um, a story of a family where they had an alcoholic father. There were two brothers. One brother turned into an alcoholic and the other brother completely the opposite and became a really successful yeah. businessman. How does that work?
1: Well, first of all, I'm also a drug and alcohol addiction counselor. I'm licensed for that as well. So you have to know if your parent was an alcoholic, it isn't in your genetic makeup. So you have to be very careful around alcohol or any other substance because you are more prone to become addicted. That's the first piece. Second, you know, it's again what you know, and people self-medicate to overcome the pain from their past. So even if your, your parents an alcoholic, you may choose food or you may choose hoarding or spending or drugs. But they're all an addiction substance, you see. So you are self-medicating to get beyond your pain. So we have to make the conscious more stronger than the unconscious. And um, But we have to be very careful because addiction is in the family.
0: Mm. But these two brothers went completely the opposite. So one was very much That's very common.
1: Yeah, it's it's very common. So if someone is in front of you and said, my father was an alcoholic, say, so tell me about your siblings and you will hear, well, one's an alcoholic, one is a workaholic, you know, very successful, but addicted to their work, Um, you know, and one may be a drinker, one may not be. That's very common in a lot of families.
0: Okay, but they still have an addiction. It just might not be alcohol. Usually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. So for our listeners, if there was one piece of advice that you would like to give them to start embarking on this new life, because it's a new, a new life, it's, it's for them to become more conscious and aware of some of their childhood traumas, what would be that one thing?
1: To start the journey? Yeah. Well, you definitely need a clinical trauma professional. Um, the psychotherapists, most of them don't do this work because I was a psychotherapist and I did not learn this in my training nor did my five friends know what my husband had. They said, we never saw it coming. We're all blindsided. The kids didn't see it coming. We had our four children standing up for us at our marriage. Everyone was blindsided by this. So you really need someone that has been trained in uh, working with trauma. That's number one. Um, To start working with this, that's what I would say. You need the clinical trauma professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. some of the techniques my clients use, one is the meditation. We use capping, which is the mental correcting of a, the negative mindset. We, we really identify what is going on in the negative mindset, the fears, the depression, the anxiety. This is all coming from the dark side of the unconscious. So we have to identify what is on the light side, which I do. And we have to correct by capping a dark and negative thought with something from the light a corrective thought. This is what we call positive self-talk and we have to cap it um, and correct it every time it comes up. So, you know, what I advise your your client, your listeners is, you know, if they identified with the childhood trauma, I do offer them a free life and love uh, transformation discovery session. And it is a $500 value all they have to do is go to my website. It's rihannamilne.com. There's a pop-up form right there. Um, you know, fill that out and I will be glad to meet with you by Skype Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I, I will identify what is going on for you, where you're stuck and that's starts the process of the correction.
0: Mm, I love it, so one thing that we love to ask our women of inspiration is about pain points. We believe that everyone's got pain points. What would be some of your pain points, and how do you get through them? So I can't be-
1: think of any pain points,
0: okay, okay. um right.
1: because I've been working on conscious awareness for years, right um.
0: So, you know, it could be in business, not having enough time to do what you want to do. It could be... Okay,
1: that would be the one thing I I keep an eye on. But, you know, I do wake up to three goals a day, my goals for the week, my goals for the month. Um, and I just have a lot of ambition. You know, I have two books that are, you know, in the big Barnes and Noble bookstore here. I'm about to launch a podcast and a live radio show called Lessons in Life and Love. So I just do a lot of goals. Mm. So I just have to be careful that, you know, I set enough time for what I do, but also that I have enough balance for play. So, you know, I go by motto, work hard, play hard, because I know if I don't do the play part that I will resent my work. So I make sure I have enough time for my partner. Uh, my girls are grown now, but, you know, back th- then, you know, I did always work hard, but we scheduled out playtime on the weekend. We'd have adventure day on the best day of the weekend. I'd always have my date nights twice a week, Wednesday night and Saturday night, so, I mean, that's something I've been consciously doing since my 20s. So I just have to keep an eye on that. Mm. That would be it. That's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: So the other thing as we wrap up the show, we'd love to ask our woman of Inspiration pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you?
1: That word is transformational.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Life and
1: love transformation. That's what my motto, that's what people call me, the life and love transformation expert. Love it. So transformation.
0: And the other thing we love to ask our woman of inspiration is to pick three shiny golden nuggets to leave for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to leave for our listeners today?
1: Life is too short to live unhappy. You know, the clock is ticking. So do what you need to do to make sure You are living a fully powerful life full of purpose and inspiration love and happiness That would be the first one. The second is you have choices, you know, you can't change what you don't understand so take that first step, reach out to me. Um, also I want to offer you a free ebook. It's at have the love you That will go more into the childhood trauma piece. If you want more information on that, I know this is new for a lot of your listeners. So understand it, you know, I'm offering you just you know, to your listeners, Catherine, I usually only have eight spots, but I will open it up to 15 because I'm only one person. So I will help you understand what the first steps are for the change you need to do. And then the third one, I always say it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.
0: Oh, I love them. Love them. Rihanna, where is the best place for our listeners to find you?
1: At my website has a lot of free gifts, free chapter downloads of my books, free quizzes, the free ebook, free webinars. I mean, just go to my website. It's a wealth of information. It's RihannaMilne.com, R I A N A M I L N E.com.
0: Thank you so much. Rihanna, I got so much out of today and I'm sure our listeners are going to reach out because it, it, you're right, we haven't gone through this process before and really unpacked 10 traumas and I'm sure that our listeners will be able to relate to quite a few just like I did and um, I can't thank you enough for your time, your energy and sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you so very much.
1: Thank you for having me, Catherine, and helping to spread the word to help everyone have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, thank you. That brings us to the end of another episode. I hope you enjoyed the show, as it is my mission to reach out and inspire as many individuals like you. And one of the best ways to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes. It's easy and it only takes about 10 seconds. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift, where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at Catherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next week, please take care of yourself.